Well, hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Discover New Music podcast from us at Full Pelt Music. Shortly, we'll be chatting with Crooketung, who we recently featured over on our Discover New Music playlist on Spotify with their single, When the Beaches Bleed. But before then, the usual reminders from myself, if you would, please do follow Full Pelt on social media. We are on Facebook at Full Pelt and on Twitter and Instagram at Full Pelt Music. And please also hit that like button, hit that subscribe button wherever you're watching or listening. Welcome listeners to another episode of the Discover New Music podcast from us at Full Pelt Music. Absolutely delighted today to be joined uh, by Ollie from Crooked Tongue. How are you doing on this fine evening? I'm very good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, absolutely delighted to have you on the podcast. Um, we've spent quite a bit of time listening to your uh, most recent single, When the Beaches Bleed. Um, really, really enjoyed it. Hence, we've stuck it on the playlist and we've invited you onto the podcast. So we will talk about the single in just a moment. Uh, but we start every podcast with the same segment because the podcast obviously is aimed at uh, new listeners, you know, people that aren't familiar with the band. So um, we always start with the origin story. Um, what is the origin story for Crooked Tongue? You know, how did you guys come together? Um, so we met at BIM probably... Three, three or four years ago, I think now. Um, and like, I, well, me and Dan originally we met via a few mutual friends on a night out, like on a, a freshers week. Um, eventually, we ended up hanging out and stuff, and then moving in together, like second, uh, end of second year, no, third year, I think. Um, and at that time, like, I, I was looking to like, start a rock band or whatever. Um, we had a, a couple of other members in at the time. That we started, when I first started, we were a four-piece. Um, and then we ended up trimming it down. We ended up meeting Harry through, again, someone recommended him because he was looking for a band. And then so it went from there, really, yeah. Um, we all wanted to do the same kind of music, so... Yeah, which definitely helps, obviously. Uh, and, and you come from a, a thriving music scene in... Bristol you know there's a yeah. load of fantastic young bands you know up and coming bands in, in Bristol yeah. um yeah yeah what does it is it like for you to be part of that scene yeah it's it's we're really lucky to like the fact that our inception was in Bristol because like well it's, yeah, I, I think it's the most happening music scene at the moment or one of at least anyway in the yeah, no, I'd certainly echo that. You know, it's a fantastic city, and obviously, yeah, the music scene really is um, is cracking down there at, at the minute as well. Um, and you know, the outcome of obviously the origin story is we've got the, the band, you know, Crooked Tongue, and you um, have just put out you know your latest single, When the Beaches Bleed, which obviously we've really enjoyed. We've put on the podcast, uh, the playlist, rather. Um, so, you know, tell us about uh, the song. You know, how did that song come together for you, and uh, what is it all about? Um, so it's, it, the, the premise of the song is, is basically about, um, big wave surfing, like maverick surfing and stuff, and I've always really been into that kind of thing, um, I've really, used to really love watching it and, um, surfing myself, not anything major, not any big wave stuff, <laughs> not that talented, um, but it just, I just, yeah, I thought, well, when the song came about, I think it came from a riff that Dan was sort of messing around with in rehearsal, um. And it, it just like instantly, I was like, that sounds really cool. So we sort of went from there, jammed out for a bit, and then I went home, finished the song, wrote the lyrics and stuff, and yeah, came around pretty quickly. And it's like the one we opened with now live. Um, yeah. So it just felt, yeah, I don't know, it's all fell together pretty, pretty fast in the end. Yeah, and it is certainly 
based around a very beefy riff indeed um yeah um yeah fa fantastic song yeah listeners definitely obviously make sure you check out on the playlist um and you recorded it uh with josh uh from uh Foxjaw as well obviously he is is fantastic for the for the scene in bristol and uh, yeah helps and produces for a lot of uh the young up-and-coming bands that are coming out of that scene you know how was it for you working with him yeah he's he's great yeah um we've just been in the studio actually a couple of weeks back recording four new songs with him so he's like yeah he's our go-to man um and he's, he just sort of gets where we want to go with with the sound you know what i mean it, there's no there's no wasted time or anything we just get, we go and he knows what we want to do then all the other stuff's just like additional like any other stuff we want to mess around with which is really like efficient it's good yeah it uh, definitely is um and yeah with, with the the track obviously you know you talked about the the big surf uh big wave um you know themes behind it obviously the video you know went along with that being on on the beaches um and uh that was actually recorded with kieran from uh fox jaw you know so a nice little link there you know yeah. talk to us about the video you know how did the concept for that video come together and what was it like you know filming it well, it's kind of, well, the idea of it was there, the whole beach thing and everything tying it into the theme of the song, but it's sort of, it was done on a whim in the end because we were meant to have an actress come in and there was going to be a, a storyline of an actress and everything. It never ended up happening because there was some date mix-up mix up and stuff. So we, we sort of had to get it recorded. Um, so we, we went away from the narrative sort of thing, went for the more like uh, cinematic, you know, imagery sort of style i think it turned out really cool to fair like yeah yeah it did turn out really cool and listeners again we'll have the link for it in the bio of the episode and you should definitely check it out um yeah my question to you would be what was it like playing on sand because i mean that stuff gets absolutely everywhere doesn't it so i can't imagine it's conducive to, to a live show really yeah uh no not really <laughs> well we were, we were miming to the to the recording it was originally we had a little speaker and stuff and because Harry, harry's playing the drums he was playing the drums so it looked like he's playing the drums you know what i mean yeah um but because they were so loud we couldn't hear the recording so it was, it was a bit of like shambles at the beginning but also the sand there it was on it's filmed on Breen beach and like the sand there is like quicksand if you go a bit too far so it's, it was just it was a bit it was carnage but it was good carnage we got we got it in the end but but i don't know it was fun yeah yeah it's it amazes me quite often you know the things that you know artists are willing to put themselves through to get that video but obviously it's oh, all yeah. worth it in the end because you know, it has yeah. come out really well yeah 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 so um i wanted to touch back to to not fully on the origin story but obviously i think the band formed in around 2019 um obviously you know not a great time for new bands to form really with yeah, what yeah. happened over the yeah. the couple of years that, that followed and i know uh, you were particularly uh, put out. You had some you know, really good shows and, and festivals lined up. Um, you know yeah. what? How did that feel for you as a, as a new act? You know, trying to break out there to have your momentum just cut off. Um, talk to yeah. us. It was a. Uh, it wasn't pleasant, to say the least. But you know, uh, it is what it is, and like, you can sit and think, oh, why has it happened to me?" But it's not happened to you. It's happened to everyone, and it's uh, everyone was in the same boat. It was like a factory reset, I suppose. And it, it's kind of coming back from all like having the time off and stuff it was kind of good for us it wasn't good for us but we, we managed to like meet josh and everything it was like a turn over a new leaf and you know starting to, yeah look like, starting a new chapter basically that like, being cliche as hell 
yeah yeah uh, and it is yeah i do like to get the the nicer stories because obviously there's a hell of a lot of bad stories from the yeah. from the last couple of years especially in the music loads industry there's a band that just give up and it's really precisely there's some great bands that have just ended it. Yeah, it is a real shame. We've lost so many really good bands, as, as you say, um, over that period. Um, but, you know, thankfully you've come out the other end of it. And part of what you came out the other end of it with was your uh, debut EP, No Vacancy Hotel, which came out back in February. Um, so, you know, here we are, what, six months later. You know, how, how have you found the reception to that EP? Oh, it's been uh, it's been crazy, yeah. Um... So we, when we released that, we did a we did a launch in Bristol um, for Louisiana, which was absolutely wild. It was a sold out, which is yeah, it was crazy. And then since then, really, I, I don't know. It's just yeah, it's, we've been getting all kinds of you know magazines and articles and all kinds of stuff. It's just radio play. It's just yeah, it's crazy. It's really it's good. Like feel very lucky. Yeah, yeah, definitely, you know, uh, uh, definitely an element of luck in there, you know, being one of them bands that, that came out the other side uh, intact and obviously it gave you the opportunity, I believe, to actually record, you know, the the EP, which perhaps you wouldn't have had if you had been playing them shows. So Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, um, so moving on slightly to, to, to the future, um, you know, uh, you touched on, you've been back in the studio with Josh and, and recorded a few more songs. Um, obviously, you're not going to be able to give too much away because you know it's all about the promotion, isn't it? And you've got to, yeah, exactly. But you know, can fans expect something uh, you know bigger from you in the near future rather than just a single? Is there another EP, another album? You know, what are you looking at? So, so I think we've got about five songs now that are in the bank recorded. So we're trying to decide now whether to do. I mean, we, we might be a similar sort of strategy to last time, a few singles and EP standard procedure, but um, we're just trying to figure out now what the next single is going to be, because we had one, we went to record Beaches, we already recorded one as well, another one, um, we were going to release after, but now we recorded these four, we really like the, the new four we've just done, and they're like, they're like really new songs as well, so obviously there's like that, and you want to sort of get them out, then you don't want to get them out too soon, because you want to give them time and stuff, so... Yeah, um, I think it's probably going to be a single next, um, maybe October, November sort of time. Yeah, um, so you you talked yeah a bit about strategizing there, um, and obviously you you talked a bit about um, you know the the other songs you know being in the bank and everything. We, we've talked about social media, uh, obviously the reaction obviously to, to the EP, you know, a lot of it comes through social media these days, I should say, yeah. um, you know, and is it something that you marry up when you strategize in the, your approach for, you know, what you're going to have come next? Are you looking at what you've just done, what the reaction was to it? And is that helping you formulate that strategy going forward? Um, yeah, I think it's, it's definitely important to see what went well on the last thing you did, because it, especially with the fans and stuff, they're the same. they want to hear I mean they're open to new stuff but you, you know what it's like mm. myself as a music fan when, when you when the band you like releases something that's completely different you're a bit like you know is it do I like this or am I just saying I like it because the band I like whatever or you just hate it so you have to sort of there's an element of thinking about that but at the same time you want to have fun with it and you want to release something that's you know pushing you as a songwriter or 
yeah i mean that is what it all comes down to at the end of the day obviously it's nice if, if a band can take off and and you know shoot to you know not necessarily fame but you know certainly success for, from what we can get these days but obviously ultimately you need to be happy in what you do um yeah. so i guess you know if we're going to get really deep now you know are, are you happy with, with you know where you're going yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i think yeah, we're in a good place at the moment. It's, everything's sort of falling into place. It's, it's good. Like I said, we're, we're lucky. Yeah, fantastic. So obviously, yeah, the recorded side of the industry is great, but we all really love obviously the live side. And yeah, that was curtailed by the pandemic, but it is back now. Um, and you've been able to get out and play some shows. You know, what was it like for you as a, a, a young artist coming out and being able to play shows again? Yeah, it's that's the part we love the most. Like everything else is great. And, we love recording but playing like especially as a rock band i think you, you struggle to find a rock band that don't favorite part isn't playing live so it's just been really good and like yeah it's, you can't you can never replace that energy you get from the crowd and the feedback and everything so yeah yeah completely agree with you on that you know it is, it's the side that we all love the most really isn't it um and you know you are out there still you got a headline show uh, or a show coming up in london uh on the 3rd yeah. of september i believe yeah. um so you know what kind of a live band is uh our crooked tongue you know what should fans expect if they're going to come along and check you out um energetic i suppose would be the word we really love you know if you're not aching at the end of the gig, you've not done it right. That's what we always say. And Harry's always sweating his his ass off. Yeah. I've never I've never known anyone sweat that much, but I mean he's doing his job, so you know. But yeah, I think you just I think it's important. It depends what the performance calls for, I suppose. But we just love going mad. Um, and yeah, like I said, feeding off the energy from the crowd and stuff. Yeah, uh, and as a young band, obviously coming up and playing with with other bands, you know, probably playing with some bands that are more experienced. Mm -hmm. You know, are you looking at what they're doing? Are you looking to learn lessons? You know, from their yeah. approach and what they do. Definitely. Um, yeah, we've played and we've had some, we've been looking to have some really cool support slots and stuff over the last uh, year or so with some bands that we've been a fan of for ages. So, like that kind of stuff, like, you never stop learning, but that's where you learn the most kind of things because. It's so like second nature to those kind of bands that play have played those big shows so often that yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, no, excellent. It's really good to hear. Um, so what um have you got lined up again? You might not be able to say too much, but you know, are there plans, you know, to uh, hit the road um in the rest of this year, or are you looking to hold out until obviously the new music comes to tour alongside that? You know, what sort of roughly is the time scale for fans to be able to check you out live again? Yeah, so we're playing uh, we're playing this one in London on the weekend. Um, then we've got a festival in Worcester at the end of oh mid September, so that'll be in a couple of weeks as well. Then I think we're doing a little festival in Southampton in November. But I think October time we're looking to get out on the road again, and that might come with a single release. But I don't know yet. We'll see how it pans out yeah uh, and for listeners to be able to see how it pans out obviously we touched on it already social media is the place to go in this day and age so obviously listeners um the places to head and i've got the handles written down here are uh, on instagram and facebook it's crooked tongue quite easy to remember um on twitter crooked underscore tongue so you know my question would be you know did you miss out on the crooked tongue handle on twitter um 
I honestly, I've got no clue. It might have just been a fancy thing that we did because uh, it's Twitter. Just when we just like, yeah, let's just put an underscore in there. It's be really awkward, but it might have already been gone. Yeah, it's a good point. I have to look into that. Maybe. Yeah, I do like a bit of synchronicity, but um, no, the the old underscore on Twitter is yeah is is a regular one that we get. Um, yeah, so obviously, listeners, that's where you need to head, uh, and we've got the links uh, for you in the bio of the episode as well. So obviously, there's potentially new music on the way, and potentially more shows on the way that you need to check out uh, for sure, and obviously follow the band. Um, so, uh, Ollie, the next section that follows on from the live chat is what we call set list science. Um, so I'm uh, quite a set list geek and, and pay a bit of attention to, you know, bands, what they're playing, you know, and, and what the structure is and everything. So my question to yourself would be, how much importance do you place on the structure of a set list? And have you got any rules that you tend to follow? Yeah, yeah. so I'm like really, I'm like really ritual about this stuff. I just, <laughs> I think like, it's the same as to an album, isn't it? Like, it has to have a flow. It sort of has to tell a linear story. It can't just be like random, random ass songs like everywhere. So I feel like a set list is exactly like that. Um, you sort of want to start big, follow it up big, bring it down a little bit, bring it up again. You know what I mean? You, you want some like dyna dynamic parts of the set, otherwise it gets a bit either like monotone or it's not lively enough, whatever. You have to balance it out. But yeah, I really like that stuff for organising set lists. And, yeah. yeah, I love to hear that because, yeah, I'm a bit of a set list geek. And you can quite often tell the bands that putting that effort into it um yeah. do you tend to as you go along playing shows obviously monitor the audience reactions to certain songs or certain portions of the set list and will you know yeah. tweak things based on that uh yeah i think that's important as well and like recently <clears throat> the sort of songs i've been writing i don't know why the last few months they've been more more indie than like, harder rock i guess but there's been a few that are, that are even heavier to be fair but um they're more like melodic and so, so I'm I really I'm a like, sucker for melody. I love melody. So I've been I'm mean, been trying to like see how those fit into the set. And I cannot like, sometimes I think oh it's not going to fit in the set because of how we sound. It's a bit. But then you put it in and it does sound like you anyway. So like you can get hung up on that like, genre if, if if you feel like you're outside your own genre, you can get hung up on that. But I think you just have to try them out and see how they work. And you most of the time they do work. So. Yeah, no, fantastic. I think it is important to, to gauge that reaction and change, you know, because a lot of bands will tour just a static set list and you can perhaps see where the lulls are or where it's not quite working and you know, they're just persistently, now we're, we're sticking with that set list because of what we taught. So it's great to hear that you are, you know, willing to, to tweak things about a bit. Yeah. Um, so, you know, three of you in the band as well. Uh, how heated do the discussions around the set list get or do you normally tend to agree on it? never really ever never never heat at all it's just it's like yeah try this yeah everyone agrees i was like yeah or like if it's not it's like maybe try this one but we seem to like always just get each other with the with the way the set's flowing which is cool and quick and stuff so it's good yeah uh, and that word lucky again really because i do speak to a number of bands where you know i ask that question and they kind of look at each other sideways and like yeah, yeah we have a few issues <laughs> yeah yeah no issues thankfully yeah there's still time yeah 
There is, there is. Um, obviously, yeah, there's a lot to come from, from Crooked Tongue in the future. Um, and listeners, obviously, social media, as we know, is the place. And obviously, Crooked Tongue on Instagram and uh, Facebook and get that underscore in the middle on Twitter. That's where you need to be following the band. Um, Ollie, it's been great you know, having this chat with you. We have really enjoyed uh, When the Beaches Bleed. And obviously, we're going to be keeping track of everything that's coming from the band um, going forward. So obviously, exciting times for yourself. What would be your final message for the listeners today? Um, keep the faith. If you've start, if you've started music, well, just keep going. Because, like we said earlier, the lockdown and stuff, everyone just a lot of people just gave up. But it's all about perseverance. Like that's the most important part of being a musician. Because so many people just give up because they think they're not going to get anywhere. I think you just got to carry on. Because otherwise, you really regret it when you get older. Yeah, and I think that is, you know, quite a powerful message to end on, to be honest, um, especially on this podcast, you know, aimed, you know, at, at you know, newer music and new, newer bands. I think, um, yeah, all too often you see bands with great potential peter out uh, and obviously not push through, um, but not every band breaks through instantly. I mean, obviously a bit of a musical diversion, but the one that always springs to mind uh, was, was Snow Patrol. Obviously, they broke through with Final Straw, which was actually, I believe, like their third or even maybe fourth album, you know, before they actually hit that mainstream. So certainly worth um, persevering. Well, and Idols are a good example as well, because Idols, like, they were going for, what, 11 years or something. They, they released their first album and stuff, and a lot of bands would have given up, but look how mega they are now. Like, yeah yeah excellent band excellent band um so yeah no thank you ollie for for taking the time out for the um for the podcast uh listeners make sure you obviously follow the band on social media because that's when you're going to find out about the upcoming music and the upcoming uh shows as well so make sure you do head along to a show if you can um yeah all the best with, with the future and everything coming up ollie thank you very much thanks for having us well, thank you everyone for listening. I really do hope you enjoyed that chat there with Crooked Tongue. Make sure you follow them on social media. And of course, please do follow Full Pelt on social media. We are on Facebook at Full Pelt and on Twitter and Instagram at Full Pelt Music. And finally, if you would, please do hit that subscribe button, hit that like button wherever you're watching or listening. And we'll be back very soon for another episode of the Discover New Music podcast. <laughs>